All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Wines. I'm the founder and co-host of the Undercut Podcast. Joined by me today is Mark Gold. Mark, say hi. What's going on, everyone? We are back for episode two. We made it past the pilot, which is exciting. Just call us friends. Exactly. Ten hey. seasons. Huh? Yeah. Plus episodes. That's us. <laughs> yep. That's gonna be us. <laughs> Barstool. If you want to purchase us, I know you don't have a Formula One podcast. Hit me up. You know you you know, you know, my, you Instagram. know my Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram. Yeah, everyone does. It's... So on today's podcast, we will be reviewing the Portuguese Portuguese <laughs> Portuguese. The Portuguese Grand Prix, and wow, what what a race it was. A super exciting first lap. If you didn't get your expectations up too high, the race was pretty interesting. A couple of cool battles, a couple of good overtakes, some excitement with the strategy. Oh, yeah. And not a beginner's race. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're, it's your first Formula One podcast and you're um, just getting into the first time, there's no, there was not a lot of crashes. There wasn't that much action on that yeah. front, but it was definitely interesting to watch. I had, I enjoyed the race. Yeah. If you like enjoying the strategy and that stuff, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was pretty interesting. I liked it. So we're just going to have, we got a couple talking points here. We're going to just go through those and then rank our top five drivers. We comprised a list. We made a list before because apparently we love lists at, the Undercut Podcast. We're just gonna make. Uh, we have a list of our top five favorite drivers, or the best performing drivers, on of, track this weekend. Yeah, our, our top five favorite drivers of today. Of today, yeah. not all time. We did that. Don't worry. Yeah. So first, so check out our last episode if you want to see that. This our episode one, our top ten Formula One drivers of all time, available wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, Spotify. Spotify. Podbean. Yep. Well, actually, not Podbean. No, sorry, Podbean. <laughs> Spotify, Apple Music, Podcast Breaker. Uh, or po- Breaker Podcast, Google, uh, Public Radio, those kinds of places. Pretty much everywhere except Podbean. Yeah. Fuck Podbean. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I got nothing against Podbean. Um, go to our website at The Undercut Pod to see where we got a podcast, learn more about us, and view our most recent episodes on Anchor. They're on Anchor as well. Okay, so I think we should start off with just a big congratulations to Lewis Hamilton. That is a record that when I had 2015, when I became a fan, it just seemed so unattainable. No one really, 91 races, 92 races, no one thought that was going to happen anytime soon after Michael did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's five, almost five full seasons yeah. of Formula One wins. That is, like, I, I actually went through the list of uh, drivers on the grid and I, th- I think it was like eight or nine of them don't have 92 races under their belt. Yeah. And, and he has 92 wins. Yeah, that's like more than just impressive. Do you know what I mean? That's astronomical. Yeah. That's like, there's a reason he's top two ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like arguably number one for sure, but we're not going to get into that debate again. Yeah. Um, good that, good car or not, like you, you don't, you're not handed no, 92 it's, races. It's true. Like, yes, he might have arguably the most dominant car ever. Right mm-hmm. in especially this year. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, hundred percent this year. But like this last like what six 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 or seven years of Mercedes just complete dominance on the track. Um, yes, those those cars have been amazing. Yes, he's been the feature driver for the majority of that, um, especially since Nico left the sport because you know Bottas is not going to give it the beans. I miss Nico. We all miss Nico. I didn't think I would in twenty sixteen. I'm like, man, we need a driver that can really compete. Well, he did in 2016, but in the hybrid area, I was like, era. Like, we really need a driver that can compete with Hamilton. 
and we should have appreciated what we had. Nico, yeah. we miss you. Also, text me. Yeah, please do. Yeah. He, I would love to be on your podcast. Now, nah. also, you, I go on your podcast. You, you come, come on, on our, our podcast. podcast. We, I scratch your back. You scratch mine. Yeah, is exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to the Undercut Podcast, where we just ask different drivers <laughs> and racing people to be on our podcast. Please. <laughs> Every time we name drop a driver in this podcast, we're gonna ask them to come on. Just, just get used to it. Exactly. You, sh- you know, you shoot your shot in left times. Eventually, one of them's got to go in. Yeah, you've heard, you heard what Wayne Gretzky said, right? Yep. You miss 100%, 100% of the shots. shots you don't take. That was, I believe that was Michael Scott. This could have been. It, it, been. It, it was Michael Scott. Yeah, I it, think Michael Scott understood. was the first one to say that. Yeah, I, I believe so. We, we don't have to talk about that. It's a Formula One podcast. Okay, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what a race for Hamilton. Like, beat Bottas by 25 seconds when he passed him on. Oh, fuck, I forget what lap it is. When he passed him, I thought Bottas was going to get him on the next lap. I, I turned to him, I was watching with my friend, and I turned to him, and I'm like, Bottas is going to get the DRS, and he's going to pass him, and actually give it, like, give him a solid race. And I checked, like, I looked down at my phone, I looked back up a couple laps later, and, yep, Bottas is four seconds behind. The, th- the thing is, Bottas isn't the driver for that car. In my personal opinion, I don't know why they keep bringing him back on one-year deals and just, just maybe they're waiting for the perfect guy to get that seat. Do you know what I mean? But he, he's a, he's a talented driver. He's not the driver to challenge Lewis Hamilton for mm-hmm. anything. You know what I mean? Lewis is just like, yes, like we said, one of the best cars ever, especially this season. But also, like if you put the best driver in the best car, you get those results. It's the same thing that happened with Schumacher in the, in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Best car, best driver, boom, five championships in a row. But... Botas is they keep Botas on because he's not terrible, but he's the perfect second driver for that Mercedes seat. He, you know, he's he doesn't really challenge the golden boy, which is Hamilton. It's true. But he's not getting like you know, he's not getting lapped by Hamilton. <coughs> Elbon, fuck. <coughs> <laughs> but we'll, the thing is though, like the thing is, like, yeah, I agree he's not getting lapped, but like as fans, for this, like I understand, like what Total Wolf's thinking, what the team's yeah. thinking, but as fans, you want there to be some sort of competition. The sport gets like, for people who aren't like diehard hardcore fans, like the two of us, you get bored watching Lewis Hamilton win every race mm-hmm. and Mercedes just dominating every year after year after year after year, and just anticipating now that twenty twenty two rule change. Like, even I want something out, more out of that than there is right yeah but like Bottas sorry like Toto Wolf and the Mercedes they don't really like you know as bad as it is to say they don't really care about the fans no they they don't they care that they're winning and that they're making money they don't want another Rosberg Hamilton situation they want a Bottas Hamilton they want a Barrichello and Rubens Barrichello and Michael Schumacher situation yeah absolutely worse good driver great has some wins moments of brilliance whatever but just kind of steps aside as Schumacher does his job. No, it's it's true, and like that's what's best for their team. But like I said, as fans, like you want that Rosberg Hamilton like just battle. You want like yo as you, fans get Rosberg back. Just get just do what you can. Just bring that man back. Give Max a Mercedes. I want to yeah. see them duke it out. Every Did you rate. see what Max said the other day? But like, give me your car. Yeah. So let's switch cars and see who's gonna be faster. Yeah, he did say that. But Max is so savage. Bro, who do you? Th- Hot take. Who do you think would take that? Oh. You switch cars. Who gets a faster lap in the same car? It, it, 
this is going to be a boring answer, but it depends which car. You throw them in, like, you know, a car that suits Max's super aggressive driving style. That's, you know, like a kind of a Red Bull type car. I think I think Max can take it on a good day. Probably. Max is... In any car. Yeah. I think Max will take it. That's kind of a hot take. Yeah. A lot of people love Lewis. And, like, as, like, a six-time world champion and... 92 race winner. He's the easy answer, but I kind of yeah. agree with you. Max Verstappen has not had a bad race. I might be forgetting a couple that he had, but <laughs> I cannot remember. Let me phrase it like this. I cannot remember a bad race he has had since his FP3 crash in Monaco 2018 when he was fighting Daniel Ricciardo, wanted to get the faster lap, pushed it too hard going into the chicane at the swimming pool section, and put it into the barrier, then had an oil leak in qualifying, had to start last. He has not had a bad race. He had a shit season up to that point. Then, I don't know what Christian Horner said, but he has he's just been so amazing ever since. Oh, incredible. Yeah, there's no arguing that. So he's he's the next the next star. Well, you know, we'll see how Charlotte... I'm kind launch. of a Red Bull fan. I got two Red Bull shirts and a hat on, so... We know. I ordered a Red Bull flag too. Did you? Off Amazon, yeah, thirty-seven dollars. I'm gonna put it, gonna put it right up on my wall. Gotta really represent the boys. Oh no, maybe I will have to go look at some Ferrari stuff. Oh, they have, have to. A little battle. They I have might, to. I might. Yeah. I, all I have is my uh, my soft shell from Canada mm. 2019. Yeah, you can't be watching the races and stuff like with no merch. Hey, I wear the I wear the merch. Listen, oh, for sure. I you know it's my it's my go-to bar outfit too. Because mm. like, yeah, you always get compliments. Oh, if I see a guy if. If I see a guy in a form or a girl in a Formula One sweater, shirt, any memorabilia, I'm talking to them. I'm giving them a high five. Oh yeah, absolutely. Love shit. I love it's awesome. It. It's really freaking cool. Yeah. It's, you know, because it's it's like in Canada especially, yeah. it's such a niche sport. You know what I mean? In the in like in Europe, the rest of the world, it's very popular. But here, you don't mm. find as many Formula One fans. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of a little bit of a niche here. Yeah, yeah. So when you do find someone who has that, like, fire that passion as you and who can hold that conversation, Mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible. It's a special little bond between the two of you, I like to think. Yeah. So moving into the race, that lap one, I, that lap was so insane. It was just one of the, one of the craziest laps, opening laps I've seen, well, since Imola, but not Imola. It wasn't happening yet, has it? No. Never mind. <laughs> I, wow, that was... Uh, I got the wrong trap track. But just... It's one of the... Um, it was just such a crazy lap. It's at the end of the lap. Carlos signs in first. He got the Mercedes falling off. Like, that was on merit. Oh, he had, dude. He lit up those tires. Kimi Raikkonen made up 11 places on the start, which is insane. Are you talking about the Tuscan Grand Prix? Yeah. 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 I... But, yeah, sorry for a little bit of a moment of silence there. Kimi Räikkönen made up 11 spots. That track was so cold, and those medium tires were just not warming up. Even the softs, like the mediums were the favorable tire, mm-hmm. which I was which I was kind of surprised by. But, yeah, those softs were just kind of dog shit the whole race. Oh, yeah. not favorable. But it was a cold track, like, at least at the very start. Yeah, it was pretty cold, and... It wasn't maybe so much that it was cold. It's just, I don't remember the exact track temperature, but 
they put a new asphalt like a month ago. So yeah. all those oils, it wasn't rubbered in. Formula One is the first proper motorsport race yeah. around that track with the new um, the new asphalt. So, yeah, just Kimi Raikkonen's start. Carlos Sainz, I, I knew it wasn't true and it wasn't going to happen, <laughs> but, man, I really, really was hoping he was going to win that race. You, you, you gotta, right? Like, yeah. Like I said earlier, you want someone other than a Mercedes to win a race. <laughs> and if... Uh, God, anyone, even even a Red Bull, Ferrari. Well, of course I want Red Bull to win every race. Yeah. But a Ferrari for Ferrari one. I just, would love to see a Ferrari win. Yeah. And, you know, if um, Leclerc keeps driving the way he's driving... <laughs> yeah, you could be winning. You it, might could be, be it could happen. There's no way. This is going to no. be 2016 all over again. Oh, get me started. Damn it. 2009. God damn it. Um, yeah, so when Latifi, Latifi wins next race, yeah. you, you heard it here first at the Very Educated Undercut <laughs> Podcast. Latifi, he's just been on fire this season. First, yeah. seconds, thirds, the whole. Oh my God, he has 12 race amazing. wins. Yep, this was amazing. That was incredible. He's 16 race wins this season. So far. Yeah, so far. Yeah, in a 35 race calendar year. Yep. Impeccable. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. Yeah. A rookie coming in and just literally going undefeated. <laughs> oh, you never heard of it, especially when we're making it up. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry for the sorry for those new people who are listening to our podcast who don't know too much about Formula One. Don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah. We need to talk about that DRS. Holy shit! I, well, okay. So signs got the amazing start. Then yeah. he got overtaken. And I yep. was very disappointed. I knew it was coming, but I was disappointed. Moving on to the DRS. That I don't know why I thought this, but I kind of just had this little feeling that they were gonna, they were going to just stop the race, move the DRS board up a couple hundred meters, and restart it. <laughs> I was like, Man, if they do that, the racing will be great. But yeah. it was just like, it was just easy peasy making those oh. overtakes, unless you're a Lance Stroll makes it more difficult we'll talk about that later though <laughs> just so such an overpowered and like jensen button advocates uh, if you look if you've read his book he advocates that he hates drs so much and yeah. this is a prime example of why why it sucks it, it it is so overpowered yeah it's ridiculous and i get it like it makes the racing kind of more exciting because opens up more overtakes but there was a lot of a lot of legit overtakes and yeah the, unless you were nine eight or nine tenths back you're easily getting past people. With oh, the DRS. for sure, yeah, you're, yeah. You're a sitting duck if you don't have DRS. Yeah, if you you lose all your drag, like yeah, it makes your cars very slipstreamy, right? It's, it makes that it a little bit DRS. Yeah. Now for on, those new people, uh, the undercut podcast drag reduction system. system. Um, I keep saying I'm a lot. You think I'd be more prepared for this podcast? We kind of just wing it. I was like, hey, Mark, we're starting. And he was like, what? I said, three, two, one. Boom. Press play. So here we are. We're spitballing about yeah. something I, we actually know a lot about. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, we, we do have notes, I promise. Yeah, so the DRS, that was, I think, it was, yeah, it was just like a couple hundred meters too long. I would have preferred to see some, like, hard overtakes into that fast first corner. Yeah. I really thought in turn one, it's a sixth gear, a sixth gear corner. Yeah. You take it at. I don't know the speed's really quick, and then you have that little turn two is kind of just like that little kink, and then you dive into kind of like a, a hairpin style, right? 
corner. So I was kind of hoping there there'd be some more battles going into there, but the DRS just kind of made it a little overpowered. Well, in an ideal world, right? Like, yeah, you're gonna get battles. Yeah. So. Um, it was a little out of hand to say the least. Yeah, I, going into this, like they they talked about this. So moving on, they talked about this all all this year. As soon as they found out we were racing in the Algarve or Algarve circuit mm-hmm. in Portugal, they talked about how it's exactly like Spain. And so I play the F one games, and I like driving Spain because it's high speed, it's fast. I hate that chicane. Yeah. The, you know the one I'm talking about. Of course. At the end of the lap, you get so much momentum coming out of that final sector. Yeah. Going onto the straight, and then you just lose it all with this stupid chicane. You Gone. lose all your momentum, then you can't catch up, and it's one of the only overtaking spots because it's so tight. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of like visceral um, elevation changes. It was like a mm-hmm. roller coaster, as oh, Lando yeah. Norris beautifully put it. Yeah. Rest in peace, Lando Norris. He's not that. He's, he's, not, he's dead. not dead. He, he actually finished the race. He, yeah. he did pretty impressive. He's like, or points. No, it wasn't points. But he did pretty good. Because uh, he got taken out by uh, Lance Stroll. Rest uh, in peace. Rest in peace, Lance Stroll. <laughs> um, <laughs> also yeah, not dead. <laughs> but pretty much every bad part about Spain, specifically the chicane, Yeah. this poor about didn't have. No. This, So this is a prime example of why you need to stop I'm a huge advocate for not testing at the same places you race at mm-hmm. and not racing at Spain. It's a boring race every year. If you got rid of the chicane and added that, it would be a lot more of an exciting race. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't I don't really like to watch Spain either for the exact same reasons as you. You mm-hmm. you kind of you lose a little bit of that excitement right there. It's just uh, difficult to overtake. Mercedes dominates. It's kind of the same thing every year. It's the same thing in every race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mercedes dominates. So, speaking of dominating, Charles Leclerc has been dominating. Oh my God, I've never seen someone outdrive a car that much in my entire life. Like, yes, I'm a Ferrari fan. Yes, I have a bias. But are you kidding me? It's He's like a consistent like 10 places almost up on, on yeah. Sebastian Vettel in both qualifying and the race. Like, yeah, Vettel finished in the points today. He got a total of one, but um, with a 10th place finish. Yeah, but big, like, big points in the bag today. Huge, huge, huge for Sebastian Vettel. As you know, the sad thing is a 10th place finish for Sebastian Vettel this season is a good finish for Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like that car, Ferrari car's not good at all. And Leclerc is consistently competing. I have no clue yeah. how he's doing it. Like, even, it's just so impressive. Even Vettel had a quote. I'm going to try and find the exact quote, but he just said, he said, at the moment, it's just beyond me. It's just not beating. It's another league. Yeah. Leclerc is, he kind of, you know, there's a little bit of a debate that is Vettel really underdriving the car or is Leclerc overdriving it as a combination of both or is it just kind of Vettel has given up and I just don't think he has. I just think Leclerc, just one of the most impressive, like him and Gasly and Verstappen, are just three of the most impressive drivers this season. It's unbelievable. Charles Leclerc, my personal favorite driver on the track. Um, There's a shocker. I know. Surprise Ferrari fan likes a Ferrari driver. What else is new? (laughs) But no, he's... Breaking news. Ferrari fan (laughs) likes the Ferrari driver and says, we're going to get the championship next year. 
You're like the Leafs. They're the Leafs <laughs> of Formula One. If you don't know, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a hockey team. They haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967, which is like 53 years ago. And every single year I've been alive, I've heard the words, or maybe not every single year, but a lot of them, the Leafs got this next year. And you know what? They're going to get this next year. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm a Leafs fan too. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really through. sad year for me. <laughs> this is just a sad 53 years. But this isn't a hockey podcast. No, we're going to get back into the Formula One. No, but like I said, I think this year personally, um, along with Pierre Gasly, because he's out driving his car as well, mm-hmm. in my opinion, um, Charles Leclerc has been the most impressive driver on the track for, in my eyes. Really? Like, because, like, Wasn't yes. Gasly? He has a race win. And an Alfatari. I know. Okay, fair enough. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi? He's been doing amazing this season. Stop. <laughs> I think you're serious for a second. Yeah, I'm it, I'm sorry, Antonio. It screws up my I know you're coming on the podcast in a couple <laughs> weeks. Breaking news. If you're actually listening, Antonio Giovinazzi will be on the podcast. I've emailed his manager. Hopefully. Oh, um, yeah, hopefully. That's, yeah. uh, we're going to put an asterisk next to that yeah, announcement. Yeah. But we, we, it's, it's in the bag. Yeah, yeah. We're working on it. No, but like I was saying, like, yeah, Gasly's been super impressive. And honestly, probably more or just as impressive as Charles Leclerc. But just the way he's out driving that car yeah, and out driving his four time four time world champion teammate by mm-hmm. such a large margin is pretty impressive. It's really impressive in my eyes because Daniel Kvyat, he's, he's not Sebastian Vettel. Do you know what I mean? It's not hard to out yeah. It's not as hard to out drive. Better. He's the Russian freak. Putin. Putin's been uh, training him for a long time. I got the inside scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news, Adam. Close personal friends with Vladimir Putin. That is, uh, my lawyer has advised me not to confirm or deny that. Okay. That's yeah. not true. Him and Kim Jong-un. All right. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, not, <laughs> let's, not, let's not associate me with dictators. <laughs> anyway, back to the Formula <laughs> One podcast. So no rain again. Every fucking, this is the the Formula One bitch podcast. We're just going to bitch about <laughs> Formula One for 52 minutes or an hour. No, okay. We haven't been doing that that long. <laughs> That's yeah, how we've long been... you said we've been going already. <laughs> Could you imagine? It'd be a quick 52 minutes. Dude. No, we just kind of bitch about different things for 52 minutes and you listen while you're on your way to work. Agree or disagree? No, I just... Listen, I was... For the most part, I agree. I was just praising two drivers. So give us a little bit of credit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, we do have some positivity on the podcast, <laughs> but holy shit, no rain, and it's 30% chance, so I wasn't expecting it. There's a little bit of rain on the first lap. It was a drizzle a in bit. turn one and on the pitch straight, but it, it the part of that that just kind of is annoying is like, it's every lap you see, or every couple laps, it's a radio. Uh, Lewis, it's, it's Toto, I can't do a German accent, never mind. But it would be like, it's Bono. Like, Bono will come on and be like, hey, Lewis, rain in five minutes, light drizzle. And then nothing. Yeah. Or it's rain here, rain this. It's supposed to rain. Crofty's on the commentating saying it's rain and it's rain. And I, um, uh, Matt Gallagher from WTF1 actually brought up a great theory that the heat emissions from the Formula One engines and gas running for a weekend it's kind of a crazy conspiracy, and I have no scientific evidence to back it up. Right. But this wouldn't be a fun podcast if we just backed everything up with scientific, 
no, certificate. No, no one wants to hear the facts. Yeah. This is the lying podcast where we just don't watch the race and then just kind of guess based on the standings. <laughs> I've watched one race. It was Spain 2016, so Mercedes is shit. Max Verstappen's the goat. That's Felipe and Astro, dude. Is he, is he good, the Brazilian? <laughs> He's still in the sport? <laughs> <laughs> He's not even racing um, Formula E anymore. He's out. He was racing for. Oh yeah. yeah, he had a couple seasons racing in Formula E for like Venturi Racing. Speaking of that, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's the team. Don't quote me on that. Did you know Toto Wolff's wife is the team principal for that team? Wait, seriously? Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you sure that's true? I'm a hundred percent. It's one. She's a team principal for one Formula E team. I watched Toto Wolff on uh, Nico Rosberg's podcast. Please come on ours. And um, yeah, Mark, please stop name dropping other. Let's not name drop other people's podcasts because they'd be like, "Oh yeah, let me listen to that." Boom, zero listens. No, we already got the listen at this point. Mom, <laughs> please, please stay. Don't, please please don't, stay. Please stay and listen to my podcast. And don't listen to Nico Rosberg's podcast. No, anyway. Anyway, Total Wolf was on Nico Rosberg's podcast, and he was talking about how his wife is now the team principal for a Formula E team. Wow. Well. And she, I was looking at the Formula One um, things one year. She also was a test driver for Williams. Really? At one point, yeah. Wow. That's Susie Wolf. Her name's Susie Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's. I, I did not know that. That's pretty impressive. To be fair, Total Wolf has stake in Williams, so who knows how much help that got her. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Back to the conspiracy podcast. Get back to the conspiracy podcast. The, we're gonna, just going to. On today's podcast. We're going to complain about shit and conspiracize. I think uh, Hamilton is a lizard person. You heard it here first. I so <laughs> Earth is flat. Just don't. <laughs> I firmly believe neither of those are true. I should probably correct myself as this is our second podcast. And my dry sense of humor is not probably uh, very funny. Anyway, so but apparently, apparently, the heat, <laughs> apparently the heat emissions, it kind of stops the clouds from forming. I read something like that or heard something on a podcast. Seems a little far-fetched. But do you remember, Hung I think it was Hungary? Yeah, it was Hungary when it rained at the water park. It rains always around the track or, or one little part of the track, but never, and whenever it's raining. Can I just say that cars drive on the streets? all day, all the time, and it still rains and probably produces more heat emissions by having a highway full of yeah, cars. Yeah, but and they didn't have track. as hot of a race as Charles Leclerc, who finished fourth. So, yeah, we're just going to clap for the next 40 minutes to, f to fill some time. <laughs> you heard it here first, the Undercard <laughs> Podcast, where we just clap. We're, we're running out of stuff to say, so we're just going to go dead air for about 20 minutes, and we want you, the listener... <laughs> To fill in. You let us know what you're going to say. Argue. Just tell us what you're thinking. We can't hear you. We probably won't. Next on the Undercut Podcast. <laughs> All right, <we> should... <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad. Thanks for letting us know your opinions on that. Appreciate that. Yeah. What would it be like the Dora of podcast? <laughs> what do you think of the Portuguese Grand Prix? Grand Prix. I got to work on my radio voice. They say I have a face for radio, but they say I got to work on the voice. That makes two of us, man. There's a reason this isn't visualized right now. 
Speaking of not getting visualized, Albon was not getting visualized on the track because he was getting fucking lapped by Max Verstappen, which is an absolute shocking I don't think show. it's that shocking. I mean, it's not shocking, but I was like, wow, that is like... It's, it's disrespectful it's almost. Absolute <laughs> jarring performance from him. I, re- I remember... He's not a Red Bull driver. I mean, we don't really know what's going on within that team. No. But... Albon's got to you pull his shit together. He, I remember watching the race, and you guys will probably remember this too, and Crofty came on when he was commentating and said, okay, now Albon just needs to keep up to Max. And for a second, I was like, wait a minute, he's behind Max? What the hell happened? But no, he's in 14th, and Max was lapping him. Yeah. And he was in soft tires, and he was, okay, the softs weren't very good. But to get lapped, like people ripped on Pierre Gasly, who is performing that, out, like outperforming that car, Amazingly, and Albon's just getting the same kind of shit performances. Yeah, he had a podium, which is cool. I guess he was kind of handed that podium a little bit. I'm a huge Albon fan, though, so I'm not going to rip on him too much. But just, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of impartial to the guy. I don't know if I love his um, him being in that seat. You know, I think there's other drivers who should be in that seat. Yeah. Personally, I think they should have given Pierre Gasly a longer chance in that seat instead of half a season. Yep. Eight races. Yeah, but... Um, Nine races. You know, we are here where we are right now, and today Alex Albon got lapped. Yep. <laughs> Christian Horner has stated that he doesn't plan on replacing Albon before the end of the season, but he also said that about Gasly, and here we are, but who who would replace... Well, actually, we can segue into this. Albon got lapped by Max. It was ridiculous. It was an absolute jarring performance from him. Yeah, I can't I can't believe he was actually lapped. I I don't remember any incidents he had. It was just on kind of pure merit. Mm-hmm. And Max is quick, but come on, like yeah, no, no, who I know you're in a very similar car. Mm-hmm. You're in the same car, realistically. It's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, the same car, the same car in quotations. But um, to get lapped by your teammate, to get to get absolutely lapped by your teammate in the same car. <laughs> it's 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 sad. It's almost like unheard of. No, it, yeah, it, it is almost. Lewis uh, had a, had twenty five seconds today on, on on Bottas, but that's not a lap. Yeah, dude, that's not a lap. Ridiculous. Like lapping your teammate is. Um, who didn't Gasly also lap um, Kvyat today too? Oh, probably. I swear to God, Kvyat was down by two laps at the end of the race. Kvyat finished. He finished last. Yeah, he's two laps. So that means Gasly lapped him. And he finished 19th. And the only reason he didn't beat Stroll is because Stroll retired. Which was a weird retirement. He had some damage to the floor. Yeah. The end of carriage or something like that. I think he was just like, I'm not racing this fucking car anymore. Maybe. Maybe. He came on like, ha, 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 dad. <laughs> These weird fucking laughs. But dad, I want a new car. Yeah. He's making jokes that he, he needs to buy a McLaren. <laughs> Not a McLaren. He needs to buy McLaren. You know, no, he'll do good in the in the Aston Martin next year. I'm just curious. He he's gonna learn a lot from Sebastian. I actually had a debate. Shout out to if you don't know, Mark is in a fraternity called Zeta Psi. Give him a shout out, Mark. Rush Zeta Psi Alpha Theta. Wilfred Laurier in the University of Waterloo. Yep. Went to 2021. Come on out. Uh, Jordy R3 CCI. Isn't that it's Jordy Trechi? His last name is Trechola. Trechola. <laughs> he um, 
he thinks Perez should have had that seat. And if you ask me over Stroll, and if you ask me this like, you know, six races ago, I would have said no because Stroll was kind of giving it to him at the beginning of the season. But now with Perez like P5 and Stroll had that incident with Lando Norris, got a track extending penalty. I just, he's just not, he's kind of falling apart. It's true, but like, there's no way Lawrence Stroll's not giving the seat to his kid in that situation. You know what I mean? He might have deserved the seat, but in order to get that seat, you have to outperform Stroll by a significant margin. In which, like, like, so significant, it's ridiculous. Like, finishing, like, like having Lance finish, like, P18, 19 of the race and having, um, Perez finished top four. Yeah. Kind of kind of performance. You know what I mean? Like There's a Max Verstappen versus Alex Albon situation. Literally exactly that. Or a Leclerc and Vettel situation this season. Yeah. It was it was that was a shocking not shocking. It just was not a quick and he had a couple of he missed the Eiffel Grand Prix because he had COVID, which he actually was tested negative, so thank God. I thought Hulking back would be Hulking back again for Portugal. I was kinda hoping that. Yeah, me too. But I'm really glad Lance Stroll didn't have COVID. Oh, yeah, that's always a bonus. And then he missed um, Russia. He didn't miss it, but he got in that uh, incident with Leclerc. It wasn't really his fault. But still, Perez has really had a strong showing, fighting that he it's his time to turn on, and he needs to show that he deserves a seat. Yeah. And wherever he's going to get that seat, I really hope it's not Williams. If Williams... Ditches Russell, which is kind of their knight in shining armor. 34 races or 33 races out qualifying his teammate. Yep. There's. It, well, they I've are lost. gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna get rid of him. I'm pretty sure that's what the, what their plan is, because they they um they're gonna keep Latifi. He's a pay to play driver. He's bringing a stupid amount of money. Mark was very home. Exactly. I know. Yeah. But he's a he's a he's a play to play driver, even though he's not performing well at all. And yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna have George Russell next season. Well, that brings me on to our next question, which we I kind of brought up before. But who is gonna replace Albon? Oh, that's a good question. I, if you asked me, you know, a couple of races ago, I was thinking Hulkenberg. It's gonna be Hulkenberg or Perez, I think. You don't think they're gonna promote Pierre Gasly and give some of that Alfatori seat? No, because there's a couple of reasons that they won't do that. Mm-hmm. One, if they promote him and it's a shit show again, then it's going to be the most embarrassing thing. Well, that's what they did to Kvyat. Besides and it wasn't that the SF-1000. Yeah, but they didn't promote Kvyat and then drop him and then promote him again. They promoted him. He did shit. They no, dr- didn't he have two stints at... No, not at Red Bull. They dropped him from Formula One and then um, picked him up again alongside Albon when Hartley and it's the same reason right. they didn't bring back Kvyat it's just if they bring him back and then it's a nightmare again it's so embarrassing for Red Bull and Gasly fair enough but I think like I don't know I, I feel like the Gasly might deserve that seat after the way he's performed this season so far he deserves it he won't but he won't. I, I also don't want Gasly to go back I want him to go to like a Renault I think he should go to Renault instead of Ocon that's the opinion he's not Where gonna do you want Ocon to land I want him to land on the bus home. Oh, wow. Yeah, you not a big... You like an O'Connor. Not a big O'Connor fan. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I want Gasly to have that rental seat. He wants... He should be in a works team. Like, he's not going to do anything in that Alpha Tower besides a race one, which that was fucking amazing. But he's not going to do a whole lot 
in the no. Alphatari. They're n- they'll never win a championship ever. They're the B team. No, they're they're a dri- they're almost a driver academy team. Yeah, we. That's what they are. They're, they're the team. You, they're the Alfa Romeo to my Ferrari, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, a little dead air there. Yeah. Uh, trying to bring her back. I kind of lost my words. Um, I think I think Gasly should go to Renault, Frenchman. Get him in the French team, performing super well. Lined up with Alonso, it'll be mwah, mwah. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll be nice. Good combo. Yeah. Ocon, he's just been. I just don't even know what his season's been like because I just pay so little attention because he's just not because I don't like him. Well, he's he, the Renault B driver. I'm not paying that too much attention to him either. Yeah. Daniel Ricciardo got a podium. He's just. Yeah. Just no real like special results where I'm like, wow, oh, Ocon had a standout race. And I've yeah. done that with a lot of drivers where I've said, like, Lando Norris, so many standout oh, races. For sure. Gasly, Hamilton, Verstappen, all of these guys. Ocon, he just, I feel like he just hasn't had a race to remember. Are you lot. excited about that um, Ricardo Norris pairing for next season? Because I'm ecstatic. I think they're two of the they're of the drivers on the grid with the most personality mm-hmm. together on a team. I'm very excited for it. Granted, I'm a little sad to lose that uh, that Carlos Sainz and um, Lando Norris relationship. Yeah. But I think what we're gonna get out of it's gonna be so freaking exciting, so fucking fun. I th- I hate to be a a little bit of a Debbie Downer, but I think it's gonna be a little bit of a, a nightmare. I think it's gonna be great, but if you know, McLaren has been making str- leaps and bounds towards the front of the grid yeah. since 2014 mm. when they kind of started taking steps back with the Honda partnership. They got their Mercedes engine. They're going to be quick. They got kind of a year where they can just get used to that engine, design the car around it, get the aer- aerodynamics right, yeah. get Ricardo settled into that team, get Lando, just kind of a throwaway year, which is perfect for them. But it's really hard to be friends when you're battling for a championship. There's so much emotion. There's so the emotion, the adrenaline, the testosterone, everything is so heightened that your emotions get the best of you. Daniel Ricardo and Max Verstappen, they're buddies now. They were not buddies for a no, they big weren't. part of that. And that's another thing. Going back to the the Nico and Lewis days. Mm-hmm. Again, on the on the the. Uh, the Nico Rosberg podcast with Toto Wolf. They talked about could uh, I'm Nico asked, could you feel the tension in the air? Yeah. When absolutely in the debrief on the track on the whole weekend, it's like, yeah, they're you're both championship contenders. Yes, you're both incredibly talented. Yes, you're not friends right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's a winner. There's a winner and there's a loser every time. And the oh. loser hates the winner, and the For winner's sure. pissed at the loser. Because so I, I think the relationship's gonna be fun, but if they're fighting for the front, they're too highly competitive. Lando's young, he gets serious when he's in that car. He jokes around a lot, and it's the same thing with Ricardo, but as soon as that visor comes down, they're dead serious. Like he's the honey badger. Oh, it's true. And one thing man. one thing I do pride a lot of driver or I think drivers should pride themselves on is removing race day from your personal life. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Landon Norris has been quoted in saying, um, yeah, we're friends outside of the track. Yeah, we get along. Mm-hmm. As soon as we're in the car, we're not friends anymore. Oh, yeah. It's racy. It's, we're racing, and we want to win. If you, as long as you can, like, 
And I think that's something Max and Daniel Ricardo didn't do very well with each other. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of tension, especially on the side of Daniel Ricardo when they stopped, you know, favoring him. Because when he first got there, he was, it was him and Daniel Kvyat, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. His first season, he did still have Seb, right? What did you say? No, he didn't. Was it Dan, was it was never Daniel and Sepp. It was Daniel. It was Daniel Ricardo and Kvyat, right? Yeah, yeah, in 2015. Yeah, yeah sorry, I had a left for Ferrari. Yes, I had a little brain fart. My bad, everyone. Mark's a, Mark's a little groggy. It is actually 12:51 a.m. because we couldn't get in the portable studio until 12, about 12:20. So, so it is. Anyway, been, yes, when Daniel got when Daniel first got to um, Red Bull, he was racing. With Daniel Kvyat, and he was obviously the favorite driver, right? Then Max came in, that changed. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the dynamics changed. They, there was a new driver that Red Bull was putting their money into. That driver is Big Max. They wanted Max to be the youngest world championship. Oh, yeah. The youngest world champion ever, and it didn't work out. But no. just, yeah, like, I just don't think the relationship is going to be as all fun as it is now, like they're competing now, but they haven't had any real battles and clashes. Well, so they're, they're both in the midfield. Mm-hmm. But I think they. It's really. I think it's. It's really hard to get that separation, of like as soon as you leave the track, to kind of leave it all on the track is pretty difficult. It is difficult, especially when the emotions are that high mm-hmm. and the stakes are that high. Oh yeah, you're fighting for a job. Yep, pretty much. Every race, right? You're fighting to earn a living. Granted, mm-hmm. when you do have that seat, you're. Definitely earning a living. But I think the relationship will start off good. I'm curious how it's going to play out. I, th- I, I don't know, but I, I think it's going to go bad. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it's going to go good. Mark hopes it's going to go bad, apparently. No, no, I'm hopeful. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I'm hopeful it's going to turn out well. Yeah, we can all hope. Haas seats. The Haas seats. It's, there's so many rumors, and there's so much in the news, kind of fake news and stuff, mm-hmm. circulating around. I'm not sure, but I think it, the dream setup for me, and this is kind of what I believe is going to happen, is I think Raikkonen's going to retire. They're going to keep Giovinazzi. Yeah. They're going to bring Schumacher and Alfa Romeo, get him primed for Ferrari Yeah. in case the Carlos Sainz thing doesn't work out. Which, I, how, Carlos Sainz is in a two-year contract, right? Uh, they got him one year. One year? One year? I, I believe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what makes sense. It would make sense, but I don't know why I thought it was two. If they get him primed for a um, that Ferrari seat, Carlos Sainz has his year at Ferrari, mm-hmm. unless he performs incredibly. Unless he performs incredibly. And then they bring in Mick, you know? And then you have your two young, really talented, because we talked about this last episode a little bit, Mick is a talented young driver. Yeah. He gets, you know, he gets a lot of heat for being, like, not a lot of heat, but just... He's so under his dad's shadow, like a 91 race win shadow. So it'd be kind of hard to come in. It's hard not to be, right? Being the Michael Schumacher's son, Mm. it's not an easy, it's not an easy road. You know what I mean? He's got to, he's got to, and I have hopeful, and I think he will prove himself and, you know, be his own racer as well as, yes, having those really large shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll see how that turns out. But I, I do think that hopefully... And correct me if I'm wrong if it's one if it's one season, but if if in twenty twenty two that's that Ferrari seat's looking like Mick and Chow, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that. it'd be cool. But back back to Haas, back to Haas. So yeah, I think Alfa Romeo 
Alfa Romeo, it's going to be either Raikkonen and Schumacher or Giovinazzi. I think it's going to be Giovinazzi. Raikkonen, this will be his last season. He's got nothing else to prove. He's world championship. Most race starts. It's Giovinazzi yeah. and Schumacher. Haas seats, it's going to be Calamilot for sure. Yep. And who's in that second seat? I, you know, i got to go Perez. Do you think so? I think it's going to be Perez. You, he, he's got some money. Haas needs some money because uh, Rich Energy still <laughs> haven't paid. I think uh, Gun- Gunther Steiner... Gunther Steiner. Gunther Steiner. I'm on the podcast today. We're just going to do fucking accents for <laughs> 40 minutes. So if you <laughs> if you like Formula One and don't like accents, thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> we're just we'll gonna, see you next week. <laughs> we're going to do a best Borat impressions for next. It's been that. <laughs> Holy shit. It is very High nice. five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Our viewing rating is going to go from like 33 to zero. Anyway. Mom, please stay. Has seats. I think it's going to be Perez. You know, he needs a seat in Formula One. He's not going to Williams. They're not getting rid of George Russell. That's just not going to happen. They shouldn't get rid of George Russell, but you never know. Oh, you never know. But I can firmly say I really hope they think it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's not going to happen. It's not. I'm speaking into existence. <laughs> I think Perez, like Haas needs money. Perez, it's kind of a step backwards. But, yeah, you know, if Haas can kind of get their shit together a little bit. Mexican sponsorships. Bring in the Mexican sponsorships. Get them some money. Bring in some experience. Bring in some great consistency. It's going to be great. And if Perez goes to Haas, then that means Hulkenberg goes to Red Bull and finally gets his podium, the podium we have all been waiting for. Four years. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> Hulking back. Hulking back, baby. <laughs> baby. Um, Hulking bike if you're... <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Has seats, I think Eilat, and I think Perez. It could be Schwartzman or whatever his name is. I forget now, but it's, it's super late. Eilat and Perez. i to do this before 1 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do it. Be- well, we've got to release before 9 p.m. like we have scheduled. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. the next week it will come out before 9 p.m. Yeah. So the Alpha C, uh, Schumacher, he's kind of a shoe in, mm-hmm. pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back to the Indica podcast where we just make shit jokes for the next 45 minutes. So if you are listening because you like Formula One, then stop listening because it's going to be puns. <laughs> so Alpha C, Schumacher, and I think Giovinazzi. Yeah, well, our next I, topic of conversation. Then oh, I kind sorry. of I kind of agree. A part of me wants Raikkonen to stay because he's such a legend, and I think having a season with, you know, Raikkonen and um, Mick Schumacher. Could you imagine same? Raikkonen and Schumacher racing in the same team? A Raikkonen and a Schumacher. Uh, That's insane. I would. I want to see it so badly, man. There are a handful of drivers that have raced with both. Uh, Michael Schumacher, and if Mick Schumacher gets a seat because it's not confirmed yet, both Schumacher and Schumacher and Schumacher, <laughs> yeah, which is insane. It would be who? It would be Hamilton, uh, Vettel. You can't call me those Hamilton, Vettel, uh, Alonso next year. Yeah, Alonso. God, may- and Raikkonen. Raikkonen. <laughs> Maybe that, that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, any, have there have any other drivers on the track been around since twenty twelve? 
I'm actually not entirely sure. I don't think so. Oh, I. Uh, um, I think Ricardo had a race with like HRT or Virgin or something like that. So? Like 2012. We're not going to pay too much attention to that. We're actually going to move on. So yeah, Schumacher and I think Giovinazzi are going to go in those alpha seats. So back to kind of getting back to the race. Lance Stroll cut off Norris. What the fuck happened there, Mark? What the hell happened? Mark, you alive? Yeah, yeah no, I'm alive. Oh, um, that's a good question, man. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking up something for, um, on Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you for that one. I think it was a, a dumb move. Yep. And it cost him the race. Well, not the race, but like his race, you know? Yeah, it did cost him his race. And yeah. Lando Norris was pissed. Yeah. Basically, my analysis of it... Um, you know, I think Lance Stroll just kind of underestimated how much extra speed he had on that straight coming up behind Lando Norris. Mm -hmm. Then he wanted to make the move to the right to go up the inside of that corner because it's a right-hand corner. Yeah. He didn't think he could get across. He has like a tenth of a second. It's like, shit. He had to move on to the left side. Then he had to go around the outside and then kind of cut Norris off. Two does not go into one. Yep. Especially when Norris is committed to that turn. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the penalty is justified. Agreed. But a penalty that didn't happen, which is kind of a controversial, is Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez first lap. I think it's kind of the same sort of incident. And I think... I agree. No, I agree with what you're saying. Continue. I have a point to make after. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's late, guys. We are still finding our legs in this podcast. This is only our second podcast together. Yeah, yeah, I know. So yeah. excuse our... Right uh, now we're in our portable studio sharing one portable microphone. Portable stew. So. Yeah. Yeah. One microphone, a Word document, and one monitor. And lots of cuddles. <laughs> no cuddles. Anyway, I think Max should have gotten a penalty. They're a little more lenient on the first lap. But, you know, he, he kind of took Perez out a little bit. Yeah. So, but... You know, I th- he might have got a little. He's a little bit lucky. He got away scot free with that. What do you guys think? If you're listening, send us a DM on at the Undercut Pod mm-hmm. on Instagram. Go on our website, message us, Facebook, YouTube. This and the previous podcast are both going to be on YouTube tomorrow. Yes, I guess sir. today because it's one a.m. for us. But should Max got a penalty, I think he should have. Yeah, they chalked it up to a first lap. Yeah. But, you know, I agree with you. It should have been a penalty. Also, I'm just going to throw this out here. Back earlier in the podcast when we were talking about, uh, when I asked if he Daniel Ricciardo had raced with Sebastian Vettel and you looked at me like he, I was an idiot. No, he did. He's, his first season in, with Red Bull was 2014. Yeah. And they I, raced together. Yeah, I knew that. No, you looked at me like I was an idiot. No, I looked at you because, honestly, I wasn't. <laughs> you looked I didn't me. realize what you said. <laughs> okay. Ricar- yeah. Yeah. No, Ricardo's first season was 2014 when when Vettel was still there. You look at me like a... His first season with Red Bull. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. He came onto the scene, one in Canada, yes. one in Hungary. Yes. Placed third in the driver's championships. Yep. Beat Vettel. Yes. Mark, I knew that. I'm a Red Bull guy. I Okay. Look, yeah. if you look on my wall... I'm looking at you your wall. You guys can't see this. If you look at my wall, right there, you see that? Mm-hmm. That's Daniel Ricardo, Canada, 2014, his first race win, one under the safety car. I just I, didn't I, really realize. What I know. Okay, maybe it, maybe it was just us tripping over ourselves because it is one a.m. and we're tired. Which is not really an excuse because they're like people are probably just like, why did you just record it earlier? But 
That's prior prior commitments, everyone. I'll tell you that. It's, been, it's been a weird weekend for all of us. It has been a weird weekend. That is show business. Anyway, back to the podcast. I know Daniel Ricardo's first season with Red Bull was 2014. Beat Sebastian Vettel. The fans were finally back. It was so great to see the fans. Oh my God, it was incredible. You know, the coronavirus pandemic has been hitting us really hard for months. There was no fans. It was super weird. And they were back. And there's not a ton to say about it, but it was great for them to be back. It was for so it. exciting to watch with fans, man. You really take for granted what the sport what sports in general, but especially Formula One for me, are like without that. Like, uh, yeah, you watch them get on, especially after the race when they're, mm-hmm. like, standing there, like, on their podium thing, and they're spraying champagne everywhere. Just that, you know, podium thing. Yeah. That's nah, just the podium. <laughs> Sorry. Um, when they're on the podium, and um, they're spraying champagne and having fun, and there's just no one there, really. It's just like, oh. Yeah, it's just, you feel bad, like, for uh, Norris at the Austrian Grand Prix. Yeah. But... Great to have fans back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sport. Looking forward yep. to having you back in Canada next year. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. We'll see you there, fans of the Undercut Podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll see you there. So we're going to move on. So there's not a ton to say. Glad the fans are back. Glad they were there for Hamilton's 92nd win. It's great to see him actually be able to say we have the best fans here. He hasn't really said Super that in a while. Super cool. So we're going to do a little quick segment before we close off the podcast. Our top five the top five, we mentioned it at the beginning, but the top five performing drivers of the race weekend. We comprised this list. We made this list before. It's one list, and we're just going to run We agreed th- on it. Yes. Five to one? So, well, we just, yeah, number five, uh, Charles Leclerc. He got that, my notes literally say P4 in a fucking disrespectful car, <laughs> which is true. P4 in a lawnmower, essentially. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it's barely a car. Elbon got lapped by his teammate, and that's still not the most embarrassing thing about this season, because <laughs> we're racing uh, with the SF one thousand. Oh my god, isn't that wild? <laughs> Speaking of that, number four is Max. Max Verstappen lapped, lapped his, his teammate, team. but other than that, it's a pretty standard pretty race standard. for him. Race by himself. Yeah, he was hydrating, I think. So yeah, number four, a pretty good race, but it wasn't as much of like a standout. He had a kind of an off first lap, didn't really give it to the Mercedes. No. But pretty standard, outdrove that car, lapped his teammate. So a pretty good race. And his 40th podium, which is insane. 40 podiums. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yep. Which that, that's like almost two seasons worth of podiums. Yeah. And he's what, 22, 23? Yeah, he's 23 now. He's 23. That's impressive, man. Oh, what a driver. So at number three, Sergio Perez, A-plus drive from him, driver of the day. That first lap incident with Max Verstappen, he came back from that and got P7. He was running in P4. It would have been higher, but he would have been higher in this list. My apologies. Mm -hmm. But the racing point was kind of suited for this track. It was a very favorable car. And he had that dangerous move against Gasly at the end. And then he kind of gave up a couple of positions. And he he wasn't on the favorable tire, but... Still a standout race, and he is number three in our list. Oh, yeah, he, he did race mm-hmm. pretty impressively today. Our number two is uh, Pierre Gasly, speaking of the guy who the dangerous move got done against. Yeah. Um, he, had a, he had a great race, bringing home a P5 finish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, had some great overtakes towards the end of the race. It was overall a pretty imp- impressive race. For him. It was a pretty impressive race from Gasly. Just another example why he is one of the best drivers on the grid this season. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, this season. I know, yeah, I agree. An absolute standout performance. P5 in a fucking... Alfred it's just, it's just kind of funny to say because like yeah. last year he just got made fun of so much. Yeah, for, for <laughs> he's getting P sixes and P sevens in a Red Bull. Yeah, no podium. Now he has two podiums. Yeah, in the AlphaTauri. In an AlphaTauri. Oh boy. And number one, a little bit of bias today, but Lewis Hamilton he beat what his teammate. He beat his teammate by twenty five seconds. That is insane. It Botas, what the hell happened? Get your shit together. I love you, Botas, but get your shit together. Control the race. Yep, control the race. And congratulations again on 92 race wow. wins. Becoming I know the you're winningest listening. most driver in Formula 1, mm-hmm. not including championships, because right now Michael Schumacher has that. I, Me and Mark are pretty young. We're 20 years old recording this podcast. If the next Hamilton came in next year and matched Hamilton's win record and time span, mm-hmm. where's a good chance we'd have a kid? Neck when that record's broken, fourteen years. Yeah, Wild. we'll be thirty-four. Wild. Four, fourteen years. That record, I doubt that record. I mean, we said this when you said this when people said this when Schumacher broke the record. I doubt this record will be broken in my lifetime. Can you? Can I tell you something? I do agree because Hamilton has years left. Mm-hmm. He, it's not like that's like that's the record that Michael Schumacher finished with was the ninety one. Mm-hmm. Hamilton has years and lots of wins left, like especially this season and next season. Oh, what, another 10, 15 wins probably, probably. Can we say we can't say that, but probably. Yeah, he's got he's got a couple wins left in yeah. him. I'm sure. I think he's gonna get to a hundred. Definitely a hundred oh, pole easily. positions. You heard it here first. Yeah. Probably not first, but. Uh, and um. Yeah, just congratulations, man. Just congratulations. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. In my list last week, I said that I still think Michael Schumacher is the best ever, mm-hmm. and I, you know, happen to still stand by that even after this. But just congrats. Like, there's not much more to say. You, you, ninety-two race wins is not an easy. Feat. If you haven't watched our previous podcast episode one, we review our top ten favorite. The, the top 10 best form, not our favorite, the best with no bias, because it's with no bias. The best Formula 1 drivers of all time. As it's little a, bias as we can have, yes. It's a bias because we think it's a great podcast. Yeah, So absolutely. the podcast is biased. And so, yeah, that's our top five. Now, before the race started, we made a couple of predictions. And just real quick, we're going to run through these predictions and see how we did. So the top five finishers were Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, Leclerc, and Gasly. My predictions were Hamilton first, which I got correct. Yeah. Bottas second, which I got correct. Uh, Verstappen third. And then I said Sergio Perez was going to get fourth. Mm-hmm. I think he had a shot at fourth. He kind of got screwed with the strategy on going on the softs. Should have been on the mediums. Had a couple dangerous moves, whatever. But it was a it was a good pick. I I underestimated how strong Racing Point was going to be. Yeah. I just failed to realize that they were going to be strong there. And then Carlos Sainz, he was leading the first lap. So, you know, but they just, McLaren just didn't have any pace, no, any no. pace this race. So they were really strong in the practice sessions. And they were, you know, they were okay in qualifying, but I did not expect Charles Leclerc to finish that high up because they just had, they've had no pace this well, entire season. I mean, I did. I mean, okay, but the couple of tracks like Spa and Monza. With the engine they have, and this one's a little bit more downforce mm-hmm. specific and less engine reliant. So I got the first three correct. 
Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. And then I got it wrong with Perez and Carlos Sainz. Mark, you did a little bit better. You also said Hamilton, Valtteri, and Max were the top three. Yep. You said look, Charles Leclerc fourth. I thought you were an idiot when you texted me that. I'm sure you did. A complete wank, but uh, I know. you got you that have. correct. And then you said Alex Albon fifth. Yeah. Why was... Albon fifth? Mark, tell the audience why you said Alex Albon fifth. You know, a man can dream. <laughs> um, I... I know that's a, bit, that's a little bit of a cop-out, and it, it was a kind of a cop-out, to be honest with you, because uh, last night was a little bit of a, a wild night, and I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't paying attention, because I was, but um, I... <laughs> hey, you texted me that list. This, you texted me that list before. My night got out of hand. No, I'm yeah, not. I'm, I know. But this isn't the Mark's Weekend podcast. No, this, this is, is the, the Undercut podcast. podcast. No, yes. Um, you know, I mean, my point is a man can dream. And I was hoping, I was, I was really hoping that he would do a, better than he has the rest of the year. You know, he sometimes you gotta throw a hail mary out there. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This time, did it work? Not a chance. Will it work next time? Probably not. But you can hope. I mean, I prefer to make my predictions based on science. Do you? Clearly, didn't work because do you? It was a fucking I still idiot. won. Yeah, you did win. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The, the, the first four were based off fact and hopes. Yeah, Alex Hopes Alpon. and dreams. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Alex Alpon got fifth in this track. No, because, no. But hey. Hey, you know, the world's 12th place and a lap down, that's not bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Getting lapped by all of them. Leclerc and Verstappen. You yeah. Know, you shouldn't be lapped by them. No. And you shouldn't so, have been. And those were our predictions. So, who did you guys think your top five drivers were? Did you guys predict? Were your predictions right? If you have any arguments, you need to fact check us because I'm sure in an hour and one minute podcast, which is what we're at, there's going to be something that we got wrong. Oh, I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I had a feeling I was, I was knowing my facts. I am pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Adam. Once again, this I'm is Mark. And we are present to you the Undercut Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll we see will next week. we will see you next week. We hope you enjoyed the race. Uh, just real quick, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Undercut Pod. You'll be able to find all the links to wherever you all of our podcasts. Mark just dropped his phone on his toe. Yeah, sorry that hurt. Wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be on there. But make sure you check our Instagram to get the links. Go to our website at the Undercut Pod as well, and check us out. All right, and we'll see you next week. Have Bye. a good one. Bye.